From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 424. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hello, Mike Hurley. How are you today? Good. Very good. Very tired. Uh, Get into I that, that a little one. bit later on, but uh, uh, very good. Yeah, I am uh, I'm in tired mode as well. Uh, mostly not today, but over the weekend and the past couple of days. Um, you'll notice a picture I posted on Instagram in the past day. We always have to lead off with our, our Retro 51 celebration update. Um, no longer the Pen Addict uh, podcast campaign. It's just the Retro 51 celebration campaign at this point. Um, I got the packing supplies I've been waiting for, Mike. I saw those. You got it is a plethora. three pallets of packing supplies. <laughs> I have never had a delivery to my house that's been on a pallet before. <laughs> and now I have two pallets. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think about oh, this, Do Mike. you have the pallets now? Like, I guess, what do you... Oh, gonna... yeah. Yeah, they're yours yeah. now, right? They're your oh, pallets. he just... He hand trucks them off the back of the truck and drops them in the driveway. And now I like, you know, I think in my mind, are... I'd always just assumed that like they take the pallet away. But why would they do that? Yeah. Why would they do that? That's yeah. way too much work. So mm-hmm. I now own two pallets Congratulations. Um, that I, I didn't need. Uh, I asked my wife if she needed to go to Pinterest and figure something out for them. Uh, she said no. So I drug them down to the street because like, I know, uh, you know, you know how people say they're like dog mamas and stuff. Yes. You're like a pallet <laughs> papa. Oh, uh, I thought I was going to uh, uh, pin papa, but you know, whatever. No, you're a pallet papa. I am a pallet papa. Well, I have one less because I drug them down to the street knowing that people uh, will hoard the pallets if they can find them. And one has vanished very quickly. The other one's still there. So mm-hmm. it, it will go in no time. And yeah, they're, they're calling me out in the Discord. Pallet papa was 100% title bait. Ah. Uh, right. Yeah. I was just yeah, trying to say go. something to get the funniest show title. So but. You're leading the witness, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, the I ordered three inch diameter by 12 inch long tubes because of all the measurements I have. I can't get them exactly how I want them. So these are pretty large tubes. So they only come 24 in a box and I ordered 900 of them. So that's how you end up with two pallets of packing material. So I'm going to start building um, tubes this week, uh, this weekend. I'll probably do some test shipments this weekend and then I'll get into it uh, pretty heavily next week. And, uh, let everyone know when I start shipping these to be expecting them. So um, the the only thing I'm dreading right now is not even putting all this stuff together is actually importing the shipping spreadsheet into ShipStation, which is always, that will take hours just to do that, to get it, the correct information to print everyone's postage label correctly. That's always a nightmare. So that's, this is not, this does not intimidate, intimidate me, the packaging and packing and shipping, the importing of the spreadsheet. <laughs> does intimidate me because it's just it never goes well sounds like fun mm-hmm. so this topic of packing and shipping kind of relates to what i wanted to talk about at least on the front end today mike mm-hmm. is give a quick update about what we're using okay and you know we like to do this every month or two just kind of give a an, an idea of this and i had this span probably from the minute we stopped recording last week's show all the way up until through Sunday mm-hmm. where I didn't use any pens, any paper. Like I had like this stationary blackout, not on purpose, right? I just got busy with other stuff, right? We launched the spoke roadie last week. I had a lot of shipping to do. I just had uh, my family came into it town. It looked like you know? that went pretty well. 
it, it did go real well. We yeah. can talk about that more uh, in this when we get down to a specific okay. pen I have been using. Um, we'll talk about that. Um, but it was interesting for me how quickly I felt out of the loop not focusing on stationary for like almost five days straight, right? I had a ton of work to do and, you know, stationary related, you know, shipping, writing, all of these things. But as far as like sitting at my desk and using things, none of that happened. Like I didn't have any pins, any good pins going, didn't have any cool paper going, really nothing until I got to Monday and I was like, okay, I don't have to rush out the door to go do a thing on Monday. So now it's time to sit at my desk use my stationery and, you know, figure out, you know, what I want to use. So, um, what I'm using this week so far has been the Midori MD white grid notebook, which I always use. It's my commonplace notebook. So I've, um, I'm anxious to get through this notebook. I'm doing pretty well. I think I'm over halfway done. Um, you know, I enjoy putting kind of everything in there. Like I wrote the whole show notes section for this section. So I wrote the expanded topics in my notebook. So, you know, this is kind of one of the things I use this notebook for. And it's just kind of my go-to notebook until my next one will be the reason why I want to get this done is so I can get into my Masupi notebook that I ordered um, a couple weekends ago, oh, a couple weeks ago to write with I have very few I've been using very few fountain pens recently um oddly enough and um the one I picked for this week was the Mont Blanc 149 because I'm still going through this whole undecided period where mm. I'm deciding if this is going to be the Boca Mundo pen I think I've come to that decision do you want to oh. know that decision or should we wait should we wait for that decision? For no, I show? want you to not only talk about that, but also to just give people a refresher for what you, what that means, what you just said. So Bocamundo is an artist, and I apologize. I, I'm completely blanking on her name right now. Um, an artist in Japan who will apply Rodin, Urushi, different type of artwork onto the barrel of your pen. And it's just beautiful, beautiful work, and I'm going to... Oh my that. god, I'm I'm having the terrible thing of looking at her Instagram yeah, yeah. page again. Yeah, Hiroko, thank you, chat. And um it's it's stunning, right? Like I'm gonna have to get this done. So I'm trying to decide the whole point of me using this pen is I'm trying to decide what's the right platform for this artwork because you want a pretty plain base, right? It doesn't have to be, but I do. I kind of want a, a reasonably plain base. So what's And I also could imagine uh, a pen on the larger side. Mm -hmm. probably a good idea for this if you really want like maximum impact right and i mean mont blanc 149 it's so popular because it is a maximum impact pen right big big boy (laughs) for a lot of reasons Mm -hmm. so i've been using it frequently because i have number one i haven't been using it and number two i want to decide if i'm willing to commit to using it when i get this artwork done because i'm not going to spend the money for ah. Hiroko to do her work if I'm not going to use the pen. At a basic right? level, it needs to provide you with a writing experience that you want. Right. Because I've made that mistake where I've gone in too deep on a custom pen or whatever uh, without really considering what the base product was going to be like. 
that's exactly right. Like, so like, you know, this is just, it was just a bad experience for me, but like I got a, um, Edison pen mm-hmm. and it just, it just wasn't the right Edison pen for me, but I went through all this process of getting it customized and stuff and it, it didn't provide me with the experience. This is years ago that I, that I really wanted it to in the long run. Um, and I think a lot of us being a beautiful piece of art. Yeah, I think a lot of us will go through that. And the one common thread that all of us have, at least, you know, the majority of us have that, you know, listen to this podcast, we use the products, right? We might spend a lot of money on a pen, but it's not spending a lot of money to show it off in a museum. Like we talk about this all the time. We buy it to be used. The money doesn't matter if you're going to use the pen. So if I'm going to commit to going through and, and getting like a the beautification process on a pen through Bocamundo. I want to make sure I'm going to use the pen. So I've been testing the Mont Blanc 149. I've come to the conclusion. This is not the pen. Huh? So I, I, it's too big. It's too big. Um, I need to get the nib modified. I I like it. I like, I like this pen. Like I have no problem with it. I, this is not going to be the answer. So I have to figure out, what that pen is going to be, right? This would normally be like a candidate for me to sell this pen, but I'm not, I would never sell this pen because I actually need it for reference purposes, right? The, the 149 is a size reference pen and I, I didn't pay very much for this pen. You know, it's a, it can be an expensive pen when you buy it new, but I, I got a really, really good deal on this. Mm. So, um, yeah, so I'll just keep it. I'll clean it. It'll go back in the case. It will not be my Bocamundu pen. Well, what that will be is still still to be determined. So, yeah. Do you have any lead or like that, that you think you might want to move to for that pen? I almost think I might need to buy a new pen, like an all-black Sailor, an all-black uh, Pilot Custom 912. Like the other pen I got my artwork on, the Mango pen, is the Pilot Custom 912 um, with the PO nib, right? It's just a good I platform. Think... It's got the silver trim. I think you should get one of the all blacked out sailors, either the 1911 or the Pro Gear with the metal sections. I just had a really good idea. Okay. I have have an all blue Nakaya Piccolo. That's a dark blue, solid. Rhodium trim clip. Oh, that's a pen I use religiously. It's got an extra fine rhodium plated nib. And to add the artwork onto that pen. That might bump it up in your uh, usage be. as well. Because I would imagine if it's just all blue, you maybe don't pick it as often mm-hmm. as maybe some of your other pens, which have got a bit more pizzazz to them. Right. But that I love a great using idea, it. That is a that's great a, idea. Yeah. That's a pen I actually use constantly. But like you said, I don't pick it up always because it's just, you know, it's it's solid blue. Like, what it's size cool. it's is amazing. it, did you say? Piccolo, which is short but kind of wide. Mm-hmm. It, but it, it, it's solid. There's nothing There's nothing on the exterior except the clip. Mm. That might be the one. That might be the way to go. I think I might have solved it. I'll get that. Now, that'll be the next pen I ink up and test out. But, I like, I know I love that pen and will use that pen. So that would be a good underlying platform for Hiroko. Mm. I think I might have did it. Look at that. I think I might have did it. What All I right, like let's talk most about is you completely <laughs> flew over my suggestion because <laughs> your brain was working over time. Well, 
I have that pin. I have both yeah. of those pins you're talking yeah. about. The black uh-huh. matte one, I wouldn't do it on the black matte one, which is the imperial black. The uh-huh. black luster is the metal section one that right. has a chance. I, I will take that one out and see what I think because I use both of those pins. Yeah. So. A king of pen would also be very good for this. I mean, yes. I, you know, if I personally have a pen like that now, right? Like I have mm-hmm. the king of pen that Jonathan uh, beautifully customized for me. Exactly. And so I get like that is a incredible writing experience and an absolutely behemoth canvas to work on. <laughs> so. Right. Huh. Okay. Man, pink rodden on that. Okay. Yeah. I, I got to stop thinking about this <sighs> pen because that wasn't on my, on my radar. So here we go. All right. Next up. Mike, is the Ombre, the Caveco Ombre set. I finally got to start using it. We talked about it on the podcast in the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks. It's a little limited edition set that Caveco did. I So it's got two parts. It's got a clutch pencil and a gel pen. And I have the little tin and the little box here um, that I, I've kept these in. I kind of feel like I want to keep these in. So the pencil, the clutch pencil is 2.0 millimeter um, lead diameter. I just like it okay. I thought I'd like it a bit more. I thought it'd be a little bit bigger. It's a little too short. With clutch pencils that I love so much in my Caran d'Ache Fix Pencil, I have to compare any other two millimeter pencil to that, and this one doesn't stack up. Like, it's perfectly fine. Like, it's a good pencil. I'm going to choose the Fix Pencil every time if these are my choices, right? The second pen, which I was actually, the second part of this little limited edition set, which I was actually a little bit more hyped about anyway, was the um, AL Sport, the black matte AL Sport barrel. So this is the metal barrel fountain pen, like this. And it has a gel ink refill, gel front end. I can't tell what refills in it. It's a Parker style. Um, it looks like a Schmidt. It's a Parker, it's a gel ceramic 0.7 millimeter roller made in japan so i don't know what it is but it's nice it works well i really like this pen a lot the idea of this set was to be like a portable sketching kit if you were an artist or something like that right so um i i like it i don't necessarily love it jumping through hoops to get it love it but I like it. Like I, I feel it was fairly priced. Like I don't feel like I overpaid for it. I'm a little less hyped on the pencil than the pen. Um, but overall, I'm glad I have it. Um, I, I really kind of, of dig it. But I will be using the pen way more than the pencil. So there you go. Um, next thing, spoke roadie prototype, Mike. So we mentioned the roadie a moment ago. The launch of the roadie has gone extremely well like we are very happy that Um, makes me happy to hear yeah brian and i are very happy with the launch and um you know we've sold out of some colors remade inventory of those colors and then and then uh sold out those colors again so it's it's going well so we're just gonna keep making the roadies Mm -hmm. people just started getting them in their hands over the weekend and early this week so we're finally getting feedback on them and and people are digging them so i'm very happy with that um, but I, it's funny, I keep using this one same spoke roadie, which I should, I, I need to retire because it's changed since I've, Brian built me this prototype. It's like a cyan barrel with a black cap and a shiny titanium grip. And the back end of the pen has changed from what the final version is. This is not a color that we offer, 
But when I get prototypes, I tend to stick with my prototype even when the final version comes. Hmm. I don't know why. I don't know if other people do that. Get or attached, they, maybe. I guess. I guess I literally have on my desk at home a pen case with one of each of all of the roadies because that was like the photography set, right, to make all the pictures. So I could choose any roadie I want, and I'm still using a non-existent, shorter-than-normal, incorrect, in-cap roadie just because it's the one I've been using, and I, li- I like it, so who knows? <laughs> who knows? It's just one of those things I do. I find myself doing that a lot. That's why I wanted to mention that because when I try out other pens, I tend to use the prototype pen that I've been using the most and uh, keep going with it. Last pen, Mike is the Pilot Friction Biz. It's the, excuse me, let me get this name correct. It's the Pilot Friction Ball Slim Biz Gel 0.38 millimeters black with blue accent. Thank you for clarifying that because I wouldn't (laughs) have been able to get it otherwise. That is the full name of this pen. It's a, I was looking for, what was I looking for the other day? I, I can't remember what pen I was looking for. So I have this box of like the gel style pens that I keep all together. And I found this pen. I was like, oh, I remember this pen. I love this pen. This is one of those pens that never in a million years would I recommend to anybody, right? It's the Pilot Friction in a skinny metal barrel. And it costs like $13. And it's the default refill is 0.38 millimeters. And I would never like recommend this. But if I walked into a, me personally, if I walked into a stationary store and saw this pen sitting there i mean it's 10 out of 10 that i'm buying this pen right like this is one of those yeah this is one of those me pens so i talk about that a lot and uh it's just a cool it's gone hand in hand with all things the mont blanc 149 which has this pink ink in it the uh graphon faber castell yozakura which is their cherry blossom festival ink so i've been making on my task list um boxes that i normally check off but i'm using um this pen to just kind of fill in the boxes and I don't know. I, I like it. So <laughs> it's a me pen and that's about it. Last thing, Mike, is a stalwart of what I'm using, and that's the William Hanna A5 disc bound notebook mm-hmm. with the planner page layout that I like. Mm-hmm. So I have a confession to make. Uh oh. I tried to cheat on the William Hanna mm-hmm. notebook this week. For no reason other than it's planner season, right? Planner season's coming. There's always talk of, hey, what new planner are we going to use? Are we going to switch it up? You know, the Hobonichi links. It's August. (laughs) (laughs) Hobonichi's launch at the end of August or the beginning of September. For 2021? Correct. Okay. Yeah. This happened last year. I feel like every year year I get surprised about this. Yeah. So... I thought, well, I like using my commonplace notebook so much. What if I just built in the kind of calendar system that I like onto the pages? You know, just drew it in because it's a pretty basic system that I like. And I started drawing it in. Then I started writing in the dates. And then I just got ticked off. And I was like, man, the William Hanna is so much better for this. (laughs) Like, why am I trying to force something that's not going to be as good? And, you know, that's, that was the, I came to a quick conclusion that why I try and, why I try to mess with a good thing, right? Yeah. 
There's just no need for it. And I went right back to it, filled out my week at the William Hanna. I'm like, yep, that's the ticket. There we go. So that's uh, that's my notebook. The one thing I'm going to do with the William Hanna coming up is I'm going to um, hole punch my own pages in there. I keep saying I'm going to do it, and I keep not doing it. And um, I'll eventually get to that. So, yeah. that's uh, That was a long discussion about the shockingly few things that I'm using, right? It's like, this is not a a huge list of things. I just had a lot to say about these things Mm. because for a while there, and for me, a while is a matter of a few days, I wasn't using anything, which is super strange. So, you know, I, uh, I was glad to get back into the stationary routine on Monday and I'm feeling pretty good about the products I've chosen to use this week. So I, I always ask you, like, what are you using? And I, I want to know. Yeah. And I always go into this thinking, is Mike going to surprise me today? Because you're pretty consistent. I don't. I don't mean that in a bad way, mm-hmm. right? No, I would I be am. happy to be very consistent with my usage. Like, what do you, what do you have going on? Well, so like, I think the best way for me to describe it is like I have a, a general frustration with my pen situation (laughs) at the moment because my working habits are changing. So like four days a week now, I'm at my studio. I'm at my studio right now. So I am here more when I could be using these products than when I'm at home, which Mm. is making me feel like I need to to bring more. So like... I'm that was not, a given. That was totally yes, going to happen. It was going to happen, but it's happened maybe faster than I thought. So, like <laughs> at the moment, I'm like, I'm not sure what to bring exactly. Like, what pens will make the permanent move? What ink will make the permanent move? Because right? I got to have both. I, I got to have it. Like, I can't just be bringing these pens home to fill them up. I don't know. Maybe I could do that. I'm not sure because it's not that difficult to just put them in my bag fill them up bring them back the next day right like i could do that so i really need to i I need to now expand the small selection that i have here um because i want to i want to have access to that more um i still expect to use them because you know say one day a week i'm I'm working day a week i'm still in the studio uh, still at home my home office the weekends at my home office i'm probably still going to continue journaling i don't know like i've been journaling at home but that's just because i left my journal at home um but maybe it's time to put the journal in the bag like i thought was or create the second journal which i know really upsets you Mm. um i but but basically at the moment i'm feeling like I'm feeling like I'm kind of handcuffed with the like five pens, six pens that I brought, which I love all these pens, but I love being able to pick from 25, you know? So I I think I need to, I think I need to to start bringing more over now, but that's a really difficult thing for me to work out, right? Like which, which pens will make a move, which won't, am I going to do it based on, uh, value am i going to do it based on usability like i don't know but that's the thing that i need to start thinking more about and acting on because uh i'm here more and i want to use them more so so that's the thing uh i think the only different thing for me um i've been using the pro gear wicked witch uh, oh, it uh, finally showed up. Yeah. It hadn't showed up last week. I don't remember if it had. Uh, but yeah, I got it now. Uh, it's great. Like, I'll say it's not as purple as I thought it would be. It's a very dark purple. Okay. 
right? So a lot of the imagery that I saw kind of made it look brighter than it is. Uh, it's a darker purple. Like if, if in, in the right light, it looks blue, really. You know, like if, if you're in hmm. dark light. Um, but I also like the understatedness of it. Uh, I paired it with Akaman 28. Oh, I nice. Yeah. It's the green. Good call. That's the green, um, yes. Because it's, it's, it's bright, but not too bright. Like it's got some darkness to it. Uh, yeah, and you know what I really love about it, although, is the rhodium trim on everything. Like the rhodium and the deep purple really go well together. Yeah, um, and I also love the size. It's my first large nineteen eleven. Oh, okay, yeah. What I a only great have pen. standards. I have standard nineteen eleven and a king of pen nineteen eleven. I didn't have any large nineteen elevens, and I think I've heard you say this before. And if you can correct me if I'm wrong, that's like the right size. Yeah. For it's a wonderful. sailor pen. Like, yep. it is on the money. So I expect to try and, like, with future purchases, if I'm going to get other 1911s, which I'm sure I will, want to try and get in the standard, or the, sorry, the large, it's so difficult, the large size <laughs> 1911. Uh, that really is, that's, that's right on the money. It's not too big. Like, it's not a massive jump over the slim, uh, but <clears> it's just, just right. So I'm a big is. fan of that one. Yeah, I held off for years because of like the 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 rounded ends as opposed to the flat end and finial of the Pro Gear. Yeah. But once I finally used the nineteen eleven, I was like, oh my goodness, well, like this my is thing was really always perfect. That the nineteen eleven was boring and the Pro Gear was fun, but they're yeah. finally making a selection of fun with the Wicked Witch one being that, uh nineteen elevens. Yep. Like you can't get that colorway in a Pro Gear. Like it's a nineteen eleven totally. color, so I I want to see them do more of that because that's a fantastic pen that they're sitting on and they're not they're not putting it to its best. Yep, agree. What uh what nib did you get on that? Um, I I, I can't remember. Now. I believe it's a mm-hmm. broad nib. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't I didn't remember. Go if you got, wild like, that one. Okay. I wanted to get something. I have two. Honestly, like at this point, I have too many abnormal sailor pens. Yep. Like I keep getting like zooms and music. I mean, because it's well, sometimes it's all I can get, right? So like I will try and buy like a Bunga Box one, and mediums and fines they're all gone, right? right? So like I have to just get what I can get. So I end up quite a lot getting like zoom nibs and yep. whatever, you know? Because that's just yeah, what I, I, I end up I, with. I, I did that once and then went back to to the normal. Like you yeah, can have I got a broad. Many. I just I just checked my order receipt and it was a broad cool. that I got. So I don't have that one here. Nice. So yeah, you're, I'm telling you, you're gonna have to go with the portable pen kit and you're just going to carry it every day. That's gonna end up making you the happiest because you can change more frequently and not say, I, oh, I'm missing this today. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then you just bring it. I think I might do a, a combo of that. So mm-hmm. like, have some stuff that I bring and leave. Yeah, and then the expensive ones, back and forth. If I want to bring them, mm-hmm. I think that I think that's probably going to be the way to go. Yep. Now your 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 paper goods pretty standard still. Still loving the Pano book. That's that's the way to go. Oh yeah, yeah. I have no no change there. I am using <laughs> uh, some prototype theme system journals still. Nice. Uh, getting close to to version two. Um, we're getting, we're getting close now. I will say one comment on the Pano book. I, I'm not using it currently as much as I love it. I, I do. But I notice and I, I just laugh at myself when I'm at home at my desk and I have my laptop hooked up to my monitor. So it's kind of stuffed under the 
the laptop stand, I mean the monitor stand, and then I have my keyboard, which is a mechanical keyboard I think we might talk about later in the show, we'll see. And I end up having my notebook between my body and the keyboard. (laughs) So like I'm constantly writing on top, typing on top of my notebook and I just think of the panel book every time. That's just, that's, that's my jam. So I've got a couple of things I want to talk about. All right. Uh, One is uh, you may remember this from last year, uh, but Relay FM is once again partnering with St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, which we're super excited about. Um, so we're fundraising again. Uh, last year, we raised $315,000 for St. Jude um, over the entire Relay FM community. So we've decided, let's do it again. We want to raise yes. $315,000. It's a big ask, right? <laughs> what was big the ask, ask last year? 50? Yeah, something small like that. I don't even remember where it started. <laughs> but $315,000 is what we want to get to. We know it's asking a lot of people. But this is a really important charity that does a lot of important work for children and for the world. You know, St. Jude is a research hospital. They they have uncovered some incredible things there that have helped all kinds of people from all walks of life. We're going to be talking in detail more about St. Jude uh, over the next few weeks and mostly in September because that is when uh, Childhood Cancer Awareness Month is, which is why we do the fundraising in September. But we started talking about the uh, fundraiser a little earlier this year because the podcastathon's coming back. September nice. 18th, 2 to 8 p.m. Eastern. So we're one month away. Twitch.tv slash RelayFM. We're going to be doing a six-hour live stream. Stephen in Memphis, me in London, and friends and guests calling in from all over the globe. It is going to be an absolutely fantastic event. Bigger and better than last year in a bunch of ways. So we're also going to be doing a bunch of streams throughout the month on the Relay FM Twitch uh, channel. So go to twitch.tv slash Relay FM and you can follow there and you'll get a notification when we go live. But we'll also be promoting them on our social media channels and stuff like that. But look, if you have any money at all, go to stjude.org slash Relay. Give it to this incredible charity. You'll be helping support people that really need it. Um, And they do. They really need it. So you can go there, check it out. It's obviously a charity that's very important to us. Um, And over the coming weeks, we'll be doing more to uh, share their message. But why not get in early? Uh, If you also, if if your employer does uh, charity matching, um, you could do that and email us at hello at relay.fm. Um, and we can add that in to the total as well. So just let us know if that's the thing, you know, because a lot of employers will match charitable contributions. So find out if yours does, if you want to give money, and then you can double that money, right? So like really a fantastic <laughs> thing to, to be aware of. And that was one of the things that helped us raise such an incredible amount of money uh, last year. So thanks everybody who checks it out. You're going to hear us talking about this a lot, but it's a worthy, worthwhile cause uh, for your time and attention. Yeah, it's great. It's one of my favorite charities in the world for many reasons. I've supported them directly for many years, involved in many different aspects um, of, you know, people that are doing good for the kids at St. Jude. Obviously, you know, having a a close bond with Stephen and how important they've been Mm -hmm. to his family. Um, It's amazing. And I talked last year about how I wanted to do a a big raffle to raise money and give away like all my field notes, my field notes collection. I got to make that happen this year. Cause that would be a pretty big number to, um, to be able to collect uh, funds. <laughs> I, I, and donate. I'd buy a few tickets. <laughs> I, tell you that, I want some of them. I just want to yeah. say one last thing on this. 
Mm-hmm. So the, the, the folk over that we work with, uh, Orsac, which is the fundraising arm of St. Jude, like they're an incredible crew of people. They did some research after last year's campaign, and for what they can understand and what they've looked at, and I trust that they're correct on this, our campaign last year was the largest fundraising campaign ever completed via a podcast. That's amazing. So through the podcast medium, nobody has raised as much money for any charity as we did. We want to beat that. Come on. Let's beat that record, right? We can do that. Yeah, together. we can do it. I'm in. Good. And you'll notice the uh, the logo changes are oh, yeah. in place, which I just noticed today yep. when you tweeted out the show, which is something I love. Yeah, so uh, we change all of the branding to yellow. So the Real FM logo is currently yellow, and all of our show art, um, the, the little tag that we have in the corner, they go yellow for... Uh, for September, so throughout this campaign, but we've done it now because we're starting a little early. Because last year's podcast was a little later in the month, uh, but we had to bring it forward a little bit this time. So, yeah. and, uh, and it's the uh, child official. I think it's the official color of the childhood cancer awareness. Yeah, so, so like you know, color. pink like is breast cancer. Yellow is uh, childhood cancer. So yep. one of the reasons that we do the yellow, like the golden yellow, is because people don't know that like they know pink for breast cancer. So yep. this is part of awareness for the the course. So that's why we go for it. Yep. We've spoken about this in past weeks, but the we do in around this time of year we do real FM member specials, and we're doing what we do best, and we're building Lego. Uh, we're building the Lego Trafalgar Square set, um, which has turned out to be a bit of a challenge that we weren't expecting. <laughs> um, so this year's uh, member special for the Pen Addict is going to be split into at least two parts. Um, The first part of the build, which is three hours long, is going to be available on August 20th. That's uh, tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Uh, So when you're listening to this, but August 20th. And uh, then later in the month, we'll be posting the other episodes uh, depending uh, please be the second and final yeah <laughs> we'll find out we'll find out it's available to all relay fm members um via what we call the crossover feed which is where we put tons and tons of bonus content so if you're a member and you're not yet subscribed to this i'll put a link in the show notes you can just click on that login and you'll be able to, d- to subscribe to the crossover feed immediately if you want to become a member of relay fm you can go to relay.fm slash membership check out the options or you can tap the link at the top of the show notes and you'll support the pan addict directly as a real life member you get so much great stuff uh, so much additional bonus content um so yeah you can go check it out and uh, our contribution this year is yet another wonderful lego build yeah it's i i can't believe how much time we already put into it mm-hmm. and i thought that it went pretty well <laughs> that's how big this set is yeah that's kind of you know my my initial thoughts on what we've done so far is we did basically a full build in the past and we're like halfway. I'm like, wow. Okay. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be wrapping that up, but I, I'm anxious to get that first part out there. I, it's always fun. I, I, I'm, I just love this, that we that we do this. It's, uh, it's intimidating thinking about it before we start. And then once we start, it, it, it goes pretty well. We, we have our, uh, we have our battles <laughs> throughout, but, uh, it, all in all, it works surprisingly well. We haven't had any fights this time. In the first no. three hours, no, no fights. First three hours, no fights. A little frustration mm-hmm. um, 
on I think on mostly you at me, uh, and rightfully it's so, a difficult I set. at the time. It's a difficult set. That's, the, difficult that's, that's set. the problem with this one. All right, so I want to hit one topic uh, or one new product before we get into a topic, and maybe we'll fight about this, maybe we won't. Have you seen, I, and I can't remember if we talked about this specifically. I've talked about it before. I think maybe just on stream or something like that. The Sailor 1911 Compass fountain pen that's coming out later this year. I don't know exactly I not, when. I had not seen okay. this until you put it in the show notes. So what? where I noticed it first is, I think, I don't know if it was just from the Sailor main page or if it was Sailor North America's Instagram, basically a rainbow color of transparent Sailor, what they were calling Sailor 1911s. What it is, is what they're calling the Compass 1911. And they're making these as kind of their steel nib, lower price entrant into the fountain pen market. So it's essentially a 40 US dollar steel nib sailor, transparent plastic bodies, reminiscent of the shape of the 1911, you know, the rounded ends torpedo shape. Great, you know, traditional style, cool colors. I am anxious to get one of these in hand because... For all the great things Sailor does, I've always considered their entry-level steel nib fountain pens to be a poor choice. Like, they've tried with the the LeCool in the past, Mm -hmm. which I thought was poor. They've tried, they had a lineup called the Clear Candy, I don't know, about a decade ago. It was poor. The only one that's been any good, and I must not be the only one to think it because it still exists, where the LeCool and the clear candy i don't believe exists anymore the look cool might but the high ace neo is actually a pretty good entry level steel nib fountain pen it just doesn't really compete with like the pilot metropolitans and the twisby ecos type of pen right it's not that so this is kind of the sailor pilot prera entrant here in this 1911 so i'm interested to see how these go because I could see them being a good choice. You know, that $40, it's maybe not your first fountain pen I'm recommending. You know, it's probably not going to crack that list mm-hmm. up there with the Metropolitan or some of the platinum pens that I like for, you know, half or less the price. Um, but we'll see, like, it's going to be interesting. Like this, this totally reminds me of what pilot does with the Prera where it's a good steel nib pen, maybe a second pen for people who are just getting into this, and maybe something that you know I might enjoy playing around with. So we'll we'll see. Would you, would you have any interest in this whatsoever? My 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 initial thoughts say no. Like why would I? Like me, it's different, right? I need to test and and give opinions on these type of things. But would you even bother with a pen like this? No. Yeah, I I wouldn't see why, right? No. Like you don't the way you purchase and use pens there wouldn't be a need for this pen in your arsenal now if i get it and say mike this is really different and kind of impressive like you might pick one up later on a whim or something like that but there's really kind of no point for someone in your situation right yeah i think you know they could come like i I have a a one of the steel nib in the pro gear shape but i actually don't know the the name of it because i got it for it was like a limited edition one right mm-hmm. it's like oh Port yes Kobe. that one was different yes right so but it's got a steel nib and it's like it's, it's okay um mm-hmm. I, personally i don't like them using the 1911 name here 
I'm so glad you said that. Um, they could just call this the Sailor Compass if they wanted to. I don't know why they put 1911 in. Like, yeah, it looks like it, but like, I don't think that that's the best thing to do here. Like, I would also argue that maybe you shouldn't make a pen that looks like an expensive pen that is a cheaper pen. Um, they, you know, you're you're a bunch of smart people. You could come up with a different design. But if you're not going to do that, fine. But I, I don't, I, I don't think they should have called this the 1911 Compass. I am so happy you said that because I could not agree more. I why they're using the 1911 name in this is it, it it's beyond me. Yep. Like when they did the Lacool, it's the Pro Gear shape, mm-hmm. right? It's the Pro Gear style. It's the Pro Gear everything. They called it the Lacool because it's fitting a different market, and there's no confusion between yep. the two. I think this adds to confusion. I think it's unnecessary because you're calling it the compass already in the name. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you kept the design, I agree 100% with exactly what you said. And I was thinking that from the moment I saw this, I was like, this doesn't make sense because this shouldn't be in that family tree in that 1911 area. Like it just, it, it shouldn't, it doesn't line up with that. So I thought that was odd. Yeah, I don't know. Why I did that. All right, take a break. Take a break. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by our wonderful friends over at Pen Chalet. They have what you're looking for. Whether you're looking for a rollable, a fountain pen, or a ballpoint, whether you want a carrying case, a pen holder, a refill, converters, inks, it doesn't matter what brand you want either. Maybe you want some sailor gear. Maybe you want Caveco. What about Lamy, Pelican, Monteverde? Many, many more. They're an authorized dealer, and they have the products that you're looking for at the best prices around. Very fast and reliable customer service, discounts twice a month, new styles of pens being added all the time. Pen Chalet are the place to go. If you want to get your hands on something right now, go to penchalet.com because if you are in the US, you get free shipping on orders of over $50 and they sell internationally with great shipping rates. They have low prices on high quality products with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And because you listen to this show, you get a wonderful discount. If you go to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com, click the podcast link at the top of the website, enter the password PENADDICT, and you will get your hands on a code to save 10% on anything at any time over at Penchalet, and you'll get to see this week's very special offer. What do we got, Brad? This is an ooh. Ooh. <laughs> when ooh. I clicked it, I went ooh. So I knew that Estabrook was coming out with the new Nook pen case. So they make these really wonderful leather hard-sided pen cases mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that, you know, I've mostly seen in like a three or four or six pen configuration and then maybe maybe a 12 one. And they've always been in like a tan or like a cognac exterior. That lining, Th- bro. This that one. lining. Yes. This one, I clicked the thing. I had never seen this color. I'd never laid eyes on this color. I clicked it and I go, ooh, like my mm-hmm. eyes like kind of bugged out of my head. It's navy blue exterior with red stitching in a bright red interior with like a little Esterbrook logo pattern on the inside. This is ridiculously cool. They've changed the shape of these a little bit. Mm-hmm. Looks like the openings are different from like the version one yeah. of the nooks. So they have this little more more of a snap magnet uh, closure I like that. that instead of a slide. The, the previous ones were more of a sliding tray um, model. If I'm if I'm thinking correctly, yeah, this is uh, really extremely good looking for me. Like I'm saying, like my personal taste, this is the one I would build. Right, like mm-hmm. you know, I like the blue and the navy contrast. The super bright red interior um yeah i'm gonna get one of these like i can't 
I'm, I don't want to say shocked, but I'm like super surprised. Like this is really amazing. Like, and especially since the, the patterns change as opposed to the slide out, I like the snap closure. Um, I like that even the single pen case is similar. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's the same. It's like a little box for your pen, right? Like it's nice. Um, right. It's I like not a that sleeve. These are, yeah, exactly. These, it's nice because like, I, you know, I think I'm going to pick one of these up for when traveling happens again, because mm-hmm. this is like a, it's like a box rather than mm-hmm. just a, like a sleeve, right? Like yeah. I can assume it would probably give some pretty good protection. Yeah, so I'm flipping through these. So I've gone through one, two, three. I'm deciding which one do I need. So there's one, two, three, six. Let me look at this six one. I don't know. Maybe six is the six and is twelve. The, six is the portable. Twelve is the home desk one. I don't yep. know. They're pretty rad. I am shocked at the colors. Uh, how cool they are. Like I did not see that coming. Mm-hmm. Like again, we do the pin chalet thing where I just bring it up when we're about to talk about it. I had no idea that was the color. I just figured it was going to be the same brown ones that they use, which are fantastic. They're awesome. But they've not only changed the colors, they've changed the way that these cases function. And they're just great. So, yeah, definitely check those out. Fantastic prices over at Penchalet as well. Go to P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password PenAddict to get your hands on these wonderful products at a wonderful price with discounts as well. Our thanks to Penchalet for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. Mike. Yeah. You are leading a topic yeah. In this show for mm-hmm. the first time in quite some time. I mean, you you have you know, you have equal input in all you the make topics. Me sound lazy. No, 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 no. I'm actually saying that <laughs> because it's rare. Like and, and it should be, right? Like I generally lead the topics and mm-hmm. then we discuss them and we bounce things off of each other. You you're like, I've got something and I'm putting it in here and it's not about pens. Mm-hmm. But it's it's close. I, w- I wanna hear what's going on here. It's a writing implement discussion of sorts. So yesterday on Twitter, you posted a link to uh, the key company, which is a mm-hmm. mechanical keyboard company. Yeah, can I give a full disclosure? Right you up should, the yeah. Go for it. That that's my friend Susan Lynn. She's the uh, COO of the key the key company. So she works from them. She's the one who I collaborated with on the. Um, the pastel Shibas for the retro 51. So yep. that's my friend, uh, Susan works for that company and does a wonderful job. Mint Lodica. Is her yes. Mint Lodica on great Twitter. Person to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, so you posted a link to, uh, a keycap collection called Amalfi. Mm-hmm. So this is a, I've seen this going around. Uh, this is like a, 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 a custom keyboard set. It's mostly blue and white with some red accents and, they can get some fun keys that say like "ciao" on them instead of "escape" mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like mm-hmm. it's an it's an Italian focused uh, keyboard set. I found this funny because I'd been seeing Amalfi quite a lot over the last couple of days on Instagram and stuff like that. On all the many, 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 many mechanical keyboard <laughs> companies that I follow on Instagram. Uh oh, I'm diving very. I'm diving deep with the intention of getting very deep into the mechanical keyboard hobby. Okay. Uh, it started for me a little while ago. Um, someone on an episode of Cortex like wrote in and they were like, why doesn't Mike like mechanical keyboards? It's kind of similar to the fountain pen thing. I was like, yeah, I don't know. And then within two weeks, I was I was done. Done so. Uh, I now own four mechanical keyboards. I have three, uh, currently one on the way. 
So the ones that I use the most, I use the Digma Rays, which is a fantastic, just fantastic keyboard. Uh, it's the split keyboard for ergonomics. I love it. Um, and uh, that that is a that's a keyboard that I really 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 like a lot, and I use that for most of my writing uh, at home. I have another one on the way for the studio. Um, that they've been pretty backed up recently. The other keyboard that I use frequently is a Keychron K6. Uh, Keychron make really great like standard keyboards, you know. Um, and I backed their K6 on Kickstarter a while ago, and I use that all the time. Uh, I also have a WASD keyboard. It was my first one, uh, but I wasn't really paying attention. And I think I got it's called a 60%. So it doesn't have any uh, arrow keys on it and I couldn't live that way. Um, and then I recently, uh, I mean, so this is another thing. Once you start going deep into this hobby, you start paying attention to mass drop again. Well, they oh, drop Lord. now, right? But for the mechanical keyboard drop. community, drop is like, is important, you know? Yes. Like, um, so I've been, I've been in, I mean, I'm in, and I've already bought something from drop. I bought, uh, it was called a plank keyboard and like they're really tiny keyboards and apparently like really good for ergonomics because you never move your hands never move that far away. It's just like, you know, I, I like the style of this keyboard and it's like a, what looks kind of like a little pocket keyboard in a way. It's like, it's really small and I think would be really cute. So, because for me, the mechanical keyboard hobby uh, has a lot of similarities to my pen hobby because it's stuff that I love the look of that I want to own and I will use them, but I also want them to look good because I will display them. Yeah. Right? So there's a lot for me personally, there is a lot of parallels between the way that I think about my pen hobby and my new mechanical keyboard hobby. Um, with the funny thing is, like, I actually use a keyboard more than I use pens. So... <laughs> You know, yeah, right. You know. Custom key gaps is the next part. So once you've got your keyboard, you think, oh, I love my keyboard. And then you start seeing the custom key gaps, like what we were talking about is a Malfi one, right? Mm -hmm. So on my K Keychron K6, I use a keycap set that I love, which is called uh, Nihon. And uh, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. I apologize if I haven't. It is, um, it just, it's mostly white with a couple of colored accents on the key keycaps what i like about it is it has uh japanese uh characters on it as well which mm -hmm. i just think looks really cool um this is like yeah this is up my alley I, yeah it, it, for me i was like i was just browsing this website called flash Quark because like i will get into this in a little bit sometimes <laughs> it can be pretty hard to find keycaps in stock anywhere um and this company is one that like they i don't know exactly their deal but like you know it's one of the many companies i found and they had a selection of key cap sets in stock and i picked up this one and i really love it it feels great to use i really love the uh fonts that they use for the the all of the like the the keys um and i i think that it's really nice I, and i love the the um the Japanese legends on it too. Mm -hmm. So that's like, I use that one every day. Actually, when I'm at the studio, that's, I have the K6 in front of me right now. Um, I'm actually not using it while I record. That's like a whole other thing because it's too clicky, right? So like I'll give you right. a, can't use that while I record. So I'm actually using an Apple keyboard. I actually at some point plan to get a quiet mechanical keyboard. It's just something that I just found out exists. So, <laughs> so like this is a very very like I'm going deep on this hobby so then after the, you know so that's one thing but then okay so then a lot of keycaps are similar in this Amalfi one that we're mentioning they're done by group buys so so a lot of these things if somebody has an idea for a design 
they submit it or they get it to be carried by a bunch of keyboard websites and then they do group buys. So you say, hey, I want this set and I want this version of the set because you can get the full set or you can get a bunch of extra keys or you can get alternate keys in these little sets. Um, and you go, and I'll put a link to one that I actually did go in for called the um, Future Funk. So I'll put the link in there so you can see what it looks like and it gives you an example if you're interested about the fact that you can get like, you can get the base set or you can get uh, the alpha set or you can get the space bar set or like it's like a whole big thing that you can do like you can put like oh I like the look of this but I only want these types of keys for my keyboard or whatever because a lot of people will do this like you'll get some keys and you'll mix and match that kind of thing right mm-hmm. so I have that on the way at some point and then uh, then I also have some some uh, I can't find any images of these at the moment so I'll just put a link to the website into the show notes these Pokemon keycaps were like they're like <laughs> artisan keycaps that I bought in January they came a few months ago yeah. They're these beautifully made, like handmade, wonderful, like they're like little like terrariums basically with Pokemon inside. That is like the artisan keycap where like you get like one key, right? That you might want right. as an accent key, not an entire yeah, I've set. Seen, I've seen Susan share some of the images of like the single keycaps that yeah. were, you know, either like... um you know, like uh, brass, you know, stamped yep. and yep. all these different patterns and materials. Yeah, and mine are, these ones are acrylic, but they're like really beautifully mm-hmm. handmade. Another person who's quite inspiring for me with this is Flo from the Material Podcast. And really yeah, like absolutely. Flo's really into this hobby too. So so then they're like the keycaps and then you get into the cables, right? So there's this like trend of these like wired cable, like these coiled cables that you can buy. And I have a couple of these on the way as well that I've been <laughs> purchasing recently. Uh, there's two companies that I've bought a cable from. One of them I bought on Drop, and it's a space cable. And there's this other company called Cookie Cables. They basically make a very similar-looking product, um, but different colors, different styles, that kind of thing. Because once you've gone so far as to like pick the specific keyboard that you want and then pick the specific keycaps that you want surely you then need to put the cable that you want and then there are influencers there are youtubers right like it is like a whole thing right imagine our entire part of the internet double it and you've got the mechanical keyboard part as well right like it's exactly the same you know like i follow people that are like the brad dowdy of keyboards Right. Mm-hmm. This is like a thing. So right. some of the other things that I like about this kind of com- in comparison to the pen stuff is it's all beautiful to look at. It's infinitely customizable, right? You've got so many mix and match opportunities, right? Where you're like, I want this keyboard base and I want this keys, right? Because you choose the key, like the actual um, key switches that you want, the switches, right? So you can choose the clickiness, the force needed. If anybody's interested, I use Cherry Browns for like my personal ones. They're clicky, but they don't take a lot of force. So you can type away without using too much force, but you still get a good click out of them. Uh, And then there are also, right, there are large companies in this space, but the real fun is coming from the small makers, right? The the, the artisan makers. Exactly. But there is a thing that is quite different to, to the pen world. It is almost impossible to get any of the stuff that you want to buy. <laughs> right? That makes a lot of sense. So much of this stuff is done by group buys, right? So you'll see keycaps that you want, and it's like, great, pay now, you'll get it in six months. 
So it's it's basically like long term or like medium term pre order crowdfunding, but it's. It, I don't know, like, because I'm new to it, it feels a little weird, like, because a lot of this stuff is not, like, people aren't doing this through Kickstarter, they're doing it through these websites, right, like the key company and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. I have not yet had a fulfilled experience there, so it's like, all right, they told me that it was going to be coming, I think, like, sometime in October or something, my keycaps, do they arrive in October? Like, I've not gone through that process yet, right, so, like, you know, at least with Kickstarter, I feel like I know what I'm in for, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. but this is like a totally different thing. Like, I don't really know how much like they. I haven't got any updates from the company. Like, I have to go and look at it on their website. Like, all of the companies they have a blog where they have their updates for each group buy. Like, it's like a very different experience. Um, all of the best keyboards, like the actual keyboards themselves, long sold out. Right, so like, gotcha. you see these keyboards. There's this keyboard everyone was talking about. It was like keyboard of the year last year, called the Satisfaction Seventy Five, and it looks amazing. You can't get them, <laughs> right? The, the the person who makes them, they're all sold out, back ordered forever, and maybe at some point you'll be able to buy Satisfaction Seventy Five. But you've got to know, and this is part. This is like a big part of this hobby, right? Is like you've got to be in the know. And a lot mm. of this is done through like discords. Like every medium to large size company that is working in this space has a discord, which I assume I've not joined any of them yet because it's like, it's like a whole yes. other level that I've got to get into. But I assume this is where the pre-sales are occurring, where people are finding out that there's stock coming in. And then you've got the whole commission thing. Like you can commission people, which is like, so you can go to these makers and be like, I want this and I want it to look like this and they'll do it for like a high price, right? Like similarly to the pen world. So there, there are definite crossovers, but I feel like compared to the pen world, the volumes are smaller. You think? Uh, considering how hard it is to buy stuff, I, I do think yeah. that. Maybe with, so. Cause with it, it's the keyboards, the, the keycaps is a different thing. The keycaps yeah. go into thousands, but the actual boards, if you want an artisan keyboard, they seem pretty hard to get your hands on. And the, the time frames I've seen are very extended, like mm-hmm. I think six months would be fast, but most of them are much longer time frames than that. And this is the thing. Like I see a keycap set. I'm like, oh, I really like to look at that. And I look at it. I'm like, do I like it enough to pay $160 now for me to get it in April next year? And like, Mm -hmm. this is some of the stuff that I've seen. And this is, I'm just, I'm new to it now. So like, I'm not sure because I keep seeing as well. Like they're like, oh, we'll put some extras on sale when it's done. Right, yep. and I get that, right? Because they they have extras, and they'll put them on sale, and and I haven't yet gotten to the point of like, how hard is it to get those extras? You know, right. so like this is so like I'm still going through this process. Like I've got some sets that I've got my eye on that if extras come up, I want to try and pick them up, but I got to wait and see how hard is that, and then I will know if all right, no, you should be on the group buys if you want them. But the yeah. thing is, like all of this stuff is so beautiful, I could drop serious money into this hobby and i will say as well like for as much as i'm saying like it's all cheaper than the pens that i buy <laughs> right like, yeah th- th- this is a cheaper hobby than the pen it's not a cheap hobby it's no, cheaper no. than the pen hobby yeah i the amount of crossover as you've laid this out mm-hmm. is practically a hundred percent coverage yeah it's right? one-to-one In the way we the discuss it of it does seem to me so far 
uh, quite difficult to be able to buy this stuff. But like mm-hmm. it, maybe it's not difficult if you give in the whole way, which I have not yet, right? Into like the gotcha. being in the discords and stuff like that. So, you know, like I'm intrigued like and, and, and I want to learn more. So at some point I will pick some communities to try and see if I can become a part of. If you are, by the way, out there and you are and and i'm sure many people that listen to the show would be in that right because Mm -hmm. you know there are so many parallels if you're in any like communities that you like please like tweet me at imike and let me know of the like you know because it's easier to know if you can get these things on recommendation from people like oh no like this discord is like a really nice and friendly one and that kind of stuff so uh, i'm yeah i i am like in this world now a lot i think and and i i like it because it's also a like pens a very visual hobby you know like mm-hmm. i follow so many accounts on instagram now and i love it like i love like going through my posts and it's like really beautiful and seeing all these different setups and stuff and uh but but it has this hobby i think because of the, because of the weird ways that things are, are purchased and put for sale the FOMO levels are really high, really high, like higher like than I felt from the pen world personally. Well, it seems like there's not an inventory situation. Like you no. don't go to the you don't go to the jet keyboards and say, "Oh, I want that new pen," and you put it in your cart and you buy it. Yeah, because it feels like there is a bigger divide um, between the big companies and the makers, where in the pen world there is like a medium level, right? Mm-hmm. Like. I would honestly would say, like, if they get at a medium level, like, Sailor. Yeah. Right? Like, Pilot. They're in that medium level. Like, here's some really nice stuff that's beautiful and could be custom, but it's available to you. Where, yeah. like, in the pen world, you've got, obviously, like, the small makers, the people that make stuff out of acrylics and stuff like that, like, they artisans. But then you have the Mont Blancs, right? The Sharpies of the world, right? Where it's mm-hmm. all the same thing but you've got a, a big scale. But for what I've found so far, it's like small maker, massive company. Massive company has nothing you're interested in. Small <laughs> makers have everything you're interested in, but good luck. Yeah. Right? Hmm. So, you know, I, but I feel like at the same time, this is a commerce-based industry. There are things for sale. If you have money, you can buy them. But it feels like I have to learn the code, right? <laughs> yeah. How do I get into the situations where I can buy, you know, like if, if I want to buy something? So I've got to learn that still. Yeah. And then another thing that I do want to do, I want to, I want to build my own board at some right. point. Which is like, a, it feels like that is like the top level of the hobby. Uh, because you can buy the kits and you only have to do a little bit of soldering, which I've never done before, but that's all it takes, right? Of like doing some soldering to get the key switches together and then you can put it all together yourself, like to get the key switches into the PCB. Um, like it, it obviously takes some skill, takes practice, but it isn't like if I wanted to turn my own pen, right? That I would need right. a friggin' lathe or something to do, right? Like mm-hmm. p- putting a pen together is a, it seems like a much, 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 much harder uh, thing than putting together a keyboard, right? Or it's like imagine if you could buy individual pieces of pens and screw them together with maybe like I don't know some some kind of like manual process. I, I don't know what a, a, an analog to soldering would be, right? Mm-hmm. But like it's kind of like that where like you buy the pieces from different people and you end up putting it together yourself. You can't do that with pens. There isn't like a way to do that, right? Like 
where you would be like, oh, I want to buy, I want to buy this body from Spoke, and I want to buy like this cap from Caveco, and I want to buy this gr- this nib se- a grip section from Sailor, and put them together. Right. But that that doesn't exist. But that exists in the keyboard world, where okay. like you can buy. I mean, like by and large, the the PCB. So like the board that goes inside mm-hmm. of the keyboard and the keyboard themselves, you would probably buy from the same person so they fit, right? But then you can get the key switches that you want and then then you can get the key caps that you want and you get any extras that you like. There's much more like pick a mix to build the thing that you want at the end of it. It's friggin' awesome, man. Yeah. I'm so in on this right now. Um, so yeah, if you're listening to the show, you have resources, recommendations, I want them. Give them to me in the Relay FM members Discord. Tweet me, email me. Like I want more, all the resources, because this is this is great fun. Um, I've spoken about it here. I am not going to do a mechanical keyboard podcast. I just want to just state that for the record. <laughs> Maybe I will update Panatic listeners uh, as yeah. time goes on with some stuff, but like. Don't need a podcast well, for all my hobbies, right? Yeah, yeah. Nor should you. And no. like, I'll, I'll probably get into this a little bit more, right? Like, I have, I just bought a a, a Keycon, a Keychron K2 Gatoron Brown switches. You know, just for so that's my Pilot Metropolitan. Dabble into the thing, see if I want to look at this thing more. What made and you then, go for the K2? Uh, I have no idea. Okay, I have that's no idea. T- totally fine. Like, I'm just intrigued because that like, one has like a full function row and an extras row, like a yeah media row, which is I think probably so the, the K6 doesn't have the media keys. Yeah, so like board. I didn't I didn't need all that. Yeah, I, I honestly I I don't know. So who knows? The keycorn stuff so. is great. That the, they do so like the switches. So I I like uh, I've brown switches but you can get cherry switches you can get gator orange switches brown still like it, it kind of equates to a uh, clickiness level and then there is just like people prefer one or the other um because they're like they're different methods so it's like uh it's like bach and and uh joa yeah right so it's like right. imagine the 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 nib or like yeah, let's say the nib or like the feed or the filling system is the mm-hmm. switches. Um, and they do a similar thing. And like a broad is a broad, right? Like a brown is a brown. Uh, but there's different companies that make them and you might prefer one or the other. Gotcha. That makes sense. So I'll probably dig into this even further because I, like, I'm on the edge, right? Like this is like my, my type of thing, but I feel like I don't have enough information or knowledge yet. So I'm mm. learning and reading. Instagram. And then probably when I... Yeah, I know. That's what I'm going to start doing. So what I'm gonna I do start, with Instagram is like I follow a couple of people and then who they link to, I follow yeah. them. Like who they tag, I follow them. And like I just go deep, 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 deep. It's great. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So when I have my stream set up at home, I will probably, that's when I'll get like the the one fancy keyboard that, that I need. And hopefully not four, but you never know. I mean, uh, Jeff, Jeff stuff, writes about them. Keycon stuff is great. Yeah, I'll put in the show notes the, the Pen Addict uh, mechanical keyboard stuff that you've had. Going on. Yeah, so between talking with you and Jeff and with Susan, like I could find a thing and it could be a problem. So yeah, there you go. It's just wonderful, man. <laughs> You're hosed. Which oh, you yeah, know, I'm probably am too. Let's just be honest. Yeah. So like, look, I'm looking at this piece from Jeff again, and I'm like, where did he get that one? 
Yeah. But you see exactly. that the one that's in that post, that's a, it looks like a plank style keyboard. Mm-hmm. What I was talking about earlier. So. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, this is great. It's good stuff. All right. I'm very excited about it. We got some ass TPA, but I think we're going to have to hold that for, for next week. Yeah, too, uh, much, there's, too much keyboard time. Of there's some, some good questions in there. But yeah, I wanted to hear keyboard time because I was interested in this crossover aspect of it. And I, I find that to just be a, a really, really good match for you know, the things that we're into and how mm-hmm. this hobby works. So I actually like one of the things I do and not to belabor the point, but is I follow other people in other industries doing cool things that we can bring into like the pin community and things that I want to do, you know, which is why I follow certain tech people. And now I'm following keyboard people. It's like, Oh, this is a great idea and seeing how they do things. And so it's, it's, it's fun to watch and it's definitely something I'm going to be learning about more. If you want to find links, information uh, for this episode, go to relay.fm slash panaddict slash 424. When you're there, you can sign up to become a Relay FM member and support this show. That uh, helps us do what we do. Thank you so much to everybody that does that. And right now, you can uh, get your hands on tomorrow as we record this, uh, the first part of our membership special for the year. If you do sign up, though, and you, you support, you actually get the specials for all of the shows that are coming out now and the backlogs of them. There's hundreds of hours of content available to you now, including stuff like Backstage, which is a members-only Relay FM podcast, Fusion, a members-only Relay FM podcast, and we have so much stuff there. So you go to relay.fm slash membership. You can learn more. Uh, you can support this show because what other shows, some of our other shows here at Relay FM have additional benefits if you choose to support them directly. It's totally up to you. Any support that you give is amazing. But also, don't forget, maybe the bigger one to support right now, stjude.org slash relay, and you can donate to St. Jude, and that would be absolutely incredible. Uh, yes. we've, we've passed $10,000 raised already, so let's do this thing. We've got a long way to go, but I believe that as a community, we can make it happen again. Uh, so thanks so much to Pan Chalet for their support of this week's show. If you want to find Brad online, uh, twitch.tv slash penaddict, typically every Tuesday and Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, you can follow Brad there and watch what he's up to. Uh, you can go to penaddict.com, spokedesign.com, knock.co. Brad is penaddict on Instagram, dowdyism on Twitter. I am imike, I am Y K E, And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.